What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Elbows Out. Your host, Brian Drive, is back with some breaking Formula One news. Hope you are all safe and healthy. Let's get into this. We have so much to talk about with this crazy Formula One driver market right now. Of course, all surrounding one driver, Sebastian Vettel. Now, I heard Monday that it was up for speculation of what was happening with his contract, if the contract negotiation was going well, and all of a sudden, around Monday, my phone was going off with, uh, you know, Seb's for futures, very uncertain, and the deal was not going to be done, which I heard from a lot of insider sources, and lo and behold, there it was, I got the news that the Scuderia would not continue to hold Vettel onto, or keep Vettel onto another contract, which was very uh, news-breaking to me, because I thought, um, him and Ferrari had a very good relationship, you know, when he came in there in 2015, won Malaysia with the second race, but I knew uh, Sebastian kind of fell off a little bit as he came into his, uh, hunt for championships. I think a lot of pressure got to him. I think some car upgrades got to him and it just didn't work for him, which was kind of crazy considering his talent that he had. I mean, I go back to 2008 when he won Monza in the Toro Rosso. He blew everybody away, and then I feel when he came back to looking for uh, his fifth world title with fighting with Lewis, a lot of pressure got to him, and a lot of people were like, is Sebastian still championship worthy? And I think with he made a lot of mistakes. You know, of course, we all know he spun so many times, spun at his home race in Monza this year with Charles. Then, of course, the German home Grand Prix disaster at Hockenheim, which I was heartbroken for him because I don't, that was clear driver error, just wrong breaking point, I don't know, but that hurt to see him crash like that. Home Grand Prix, I thought that would have been a real talking point for his championship, but I really think it ruined his momentum because obviously later in the season, spun at Japan when he tangled with Max on a just impatient move. I thought it was very uncharacteristic because obviously Japan at Suzuka, you go down into the spoon, which is where he tried to make the move. But I feel as a veteran driver, you should know not to make that move and chase down, you know, maybe into 130R, even after 130R into the breaking point at the chicane. So that was uncharacteristic. Of course, then at Circuit of the Americas, spun again just heartbreaking to see but of course then this past season Charles Leclerc came in and really added into the mix and of course we saw in Interlagos they touched and both cars wrecked and I feel there was that was a big knock to the relationship but I feel the relationship already had started to fall off and now I wanted to wait to put this episode out till I knew who the driver was and we now have Carlos Sainz, 25-year-old, another Spaniard in the Ferrari. My thoughts on this, I think it's a great move, but I think Daniel Ricciardo was the move with what Ferrari is looking for. I think we've seen a lot of talent out of Daniel Ricciardo in the past uh, years lately. Seven wins, of course, all in a very uncharacteristic style from just great strategies to some incredible overtakes. Of course, China, the move on Valtteri from sixth to first on fresh tires. That was a very, very 
incredible move. He had no space and he made it and made it stick, won the race. And I feel with him having his age, 30 years old, he could have really chased down a championship. And of course, we all remember that Ferrari said Mick Schumacher would have had the seat when he was ready. And I think Daniel Ricciardo would have been nice to have him there for a couple of years, maybe get a championship and then make that spot for Mick Schumacher as he develops in F2 right now. I think with Carlos Sainz, it is a great move. I saw some tremendous talent from him this 2019 season with the McLaren, especially those last two races chasing sixth in the uh, Drivers' Championship. That incredible move in Interlagos into turn one. Very, very insane overtake for position. And of course, Abu Dhabi seeing him wanting that sixth place, knowing he had to beat Daniel and Nico to get sixth in that championship for that spot. Chased down Nico and made an incredible overtake. I think he will be great with the Ferrari, but the question is, what is the driver pairing going to look like between Leclerc and Sainz? It's going to be, it's going to be a hard battle because I think Carlos now wants a championship, but I don't think at 25, Carlos Sainz is there to really be a second driver, be a second-hand man to Charles Leclerc. I think Charles Leclerc is hungry and has the talent, and I believe has become very favored by Ferrari. Of course, Mattia Bonato and a strategy team had a very hard season deciding whether to put Sebastian or Charles at number one because there was a lot of races they gave up, even up to 15 laps, trying to debate who's going to go up to number one and win the race to try to get results, and it hurt them poorly chasing down the Mercedes. And they might have had the car to have a championship year again, of course, just sold again which is heartbreaking to see, especially under the circumstance now that Sebastian Vettel is gone. I think Sebastian was a really cool fit for Ferrari, really loved the team, and it hurts to see him go. But now we got a whole driver market frenzy with this. And, of course, now we have the news of Daniel Ricciardo going to McLaren, which I think is another good fit. I think him and Lando are going to get along really well, as we've seen in the driver press conferences, them having a real good banter back and forth, a real good relationship. I think they're going to be really respectful on track with each other. And I think Lando's a rising star. And I also think Daniel Ricardo and him could be really good teammates to try to lead the midfield and even challenge Red Bull for get into that top tier with the Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. I mean, McLaren's developed very well the past couple of years. Now, this move was kind of a shock to me too because this week it was speculated that Fernando Alonso would be making his return to Formula One. And now it is not sealed yet, but I'm hearing from insider sources that Fernando Alonso will be returning to Formula One with the Renault, which I'm surprised by as well. I'll get into that in a minute. But I thought maybe Alonso is going to make a McLaren return. You know, he's chasing the Indy 500 still, I believe. And I think he wants that real bad for that Triple Crown. But I believe Daniel Ricciardo should have. I think he was the move for Ferrari, and I think he would have fit Ferrari's standards a bit better because I think Daniel could have chased maybe a year or two for a championship. But obviously the deals are done, and Daniel will be going to McLaren. 
course, he gets to upgrade from the Renault company car to a McLaren, so I'm pretty sure maybe that was the sell for him, considering his options. But a very good pairing at McLaren, and a very interesting pairing at Ferrari. Back to Fernando Alonso here, you know, watching the Indy 500 and Alonso really move in and make a statement, you know, fast nine qualifying fifth place. And then in the race, he led for a very long time. The strategist on Andretti worked well with him. And when that engine blew, I I feel that really hurt him. I feel if Fernando wants to make a statement about his career, you know, he won his championships in 2005 and 2006 with Renault and will forever be in the Formula One books as the kid who dethroned Michael Schumacher. But now he's got a... He's got a lot to prove. I, he keeps making these moves, you know, went from Formula One to IndyCar, ran the Dakar rally, you know, trying to make statements, but I feel he's coming up short. And I feel if he wants to make a Formula One return, he's going to have to lead the best of the rest pack with Renault in the midfield. And if he wants to go back in Indy, I think he's got to win a 500. Or I think he's got to at least finish the 500 with a good car. But we will see. Now, of course, this leaves a lot of unanswered questions with the rest of the driver market. Of course, we are looking at a Mercedes seat open with Valtteri. And I think, my personal opinion, I think this is where Vettel is going to go. I think Lewis and Sebastian have a very good respect for each other. And I think with how much winning Mercedes has done, I think they could put an equal driver pair of Lewis and Sebastian together to fight for a championship. Now, where does this leave Botas? I don't know. But as we move forward, the market's been crazy so far this week. And 8 out of 20 spots, I believe, for the 2021 field are filled. So we have 12 unanswered questions still to come. Of course, we will see. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you guys on Monday with the reactions from NASCAR's live return. Yes, live. Finally, some real racing. Make sure to check me out on the Instagram at Elbows Out Podcasts and also message me, comment on posts with thoughts on this crazy driver market heading into 2021 and this week's frenzy of driver moves. See you again soon. Lights out for now.